Welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death. I'm the girlfriend, Cindy. Uh, With me, as always, is Josh. Hi. Hi. It's your favorite (laughs) podcast all about horror and its history and the her who tries to understand it. We are wrapping up our theme of, uh, our three-month theme of, well... Could we say it's a three-month thing? Yeah, it's been three months. It was. It was. Uh, well, the first month was Love Lovecraft adaptations. And okay, then and then it's just the been past two months have been movies that were inspired by the sandbox of a H- Lovecraft. Howard Phillips Lovecraft. Okay, last week H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Last week we watched Altered States. That was uh, interesting. What is this week? So this week to end it all. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> We're actually um, Thelma and Louising it right now. We're driving towards the cliff. To Goodbye, everyone. No, we're we're gonna watch Annihilation to end this whole Annihilation thing. <laughs> okay. So Annihilation. This Annihilation. doesn't uh, sound great. When did this come out? So this movie is rated R. It is one hour and fifty five minutes. Okay. And it was released. February 23rd, 2018. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. I forgot. Okay. <laughs> Long time listeners know the newer the podcast, the worse for me. It, it, it's just, oh my gosh. Okay. I wish that were true. It's the newer the movie. The newer the podcast would be every week. You'd just be terrified. <laughs> well, at the start, it kind of was. Let's be honest here. Okay, so Annihilation yeah. to that. Okay, do you remember 2018? Cast your mind back to <sighs> two years, three years ago now. Lordy. The year before the pandemic. The year we thought no, it wasn't 2020. 2020 was the pandemic, right? Right. This was two years. Prior okay, to so two years before the pandemic. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Whatever. It it's all weird because I think all of the Trump years have run together into this weird into, like yeah, just one big mess of gulag. insanity. Right? Totally agree. But in 2018, here's what happened. Tell me. Cast your mind back. It began with the United States government shutting down over the DACA program. Oh. We were like, oh, no Dreamers program. If you want to keep it, we're going to shut the government down. Yeah. And they did. Uh, I remember working at a domestic violence program, and they were legitimately concerned that they weren't going to have money after, like, I think a month, if they kept pushing the and government shutdown. I totally forgot about that. Because, you know. I'm such an American. The government's ran by good people on both sides. Yeah. And by good people, I mean dickheads on both sides. <laughs> Tell us how you're um, really Yeah. Josh. The Winter Olympics were held that year in South Korea. Okay. That was also the year of the Parkland shooting. God. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. That was a thing. And that was also the year that the, that Thai, like, kids soccer team got flooded into that cave. Oh my and gosh, yeah. Remember, and every sane human was like, how do we get them out? And we Elon Musk and decided to like... He d- wanted to build a submarine. A submarine to get them out. Because he's a fucking psychopath <laughs> and a moron. Well, yeah, he's a bit of an egomaniac. He's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Brett Kavanaugh was confirmed to the Supreme Court that year. Cool. Remember, cool. he cried. Be- cool. I will say the only upside of Brett Kavanaugh was... The Matt Damon appearance on Saturday Night Live, where he just so funny. screamed, <laughs> "I'm going to start at a ten and just go up from there." <laughs> just go up from there. Yeah. Uh, 
And the year ended with the U.S. government shutting down again, Lovely. this time over border wall funding. Lovely. So it was bookended by, you know, Meanwhile, the borders are now feet. closed because Mexico has closed them against us because the world doesn't think we're taking it seriously. And they are correct. Yeah. Actually, I saw where we were getting ready to open the border back up with Canada. Can it? It's on Canada. Yeah. Canada's well, like, no, we're good. Our numbers are falling <laughs> at a rate that they're kind of becoming okay with. Good. So it looks like, at least trade-wise... That's going to be a thing. Uh, as of the time of this recording, I didn't have any births to report from 2018. <laughs> How about deaths? Uh, but deaths. So here are the people we that say we goodbye lost. To that year? Here's our in memoriam, Burn. 2018. Uh, Stephen Hawking, mm-hmm. Margot Kidder, Anthony Bourdain, mm-hmm. Aretha Franklin, mm-hmm. Burt Reynolds, mm-hmm. Stan Lee, mm-hmm. and Penny Marshall. It was a hard year, guys. Mm-hmm. The new words of 2018 were, were. bingeable, rando. <laughs> I, I used to say that a lot. Hangry. I, I am that. And tent city. Oh, yeah. Occupy Wall Street and all that. So there you go. That's uh, 2018, the year that this movie came out in. And I'm going to say that I specifically saved this movie for last because... Mm-hmm. This movie, I saw this movie in theaters, and the first time I saw it, I was like, I liked it, but didn't love it. And okay. then uh, so I've since rewatched it, and it's really stayed, it's really occupied a space in my brain. And I really had to deconstruct it and spend a lot okay. of time thinking it over. And I wanted Curious. to end because I think this is the ultimate synthesis of um, Lovecraft, in- Lovecraft in now time, right? I think this is the best Lovecraft thing okay. to come out in the 21st century. And All right. I'm really excited to watch it. Because who's in it? This movie is a fucking tour de force of I actors. Don't... Okay, like, who's so, in it? What we got? Hold on. It's written and directed by Alex Garland, okay. who was the, also the writer and director of Ex Machina. Right? He also wrote 28 Days Later, which we, uh, we did previous for the show. Yes, we did. It's based on a novel by Jeff Vandermeer. Okay. But I'm just going to go ahead and tell you now. Who's so Jeff Vandermeer? he wrote these books and they're they're the Southern Reach trilogy of books and Garland read them like he read the first one and he decided that he wanted to adapt it but he didn't reread it for the adaptation. Okay. He instead adapted the story as remembered in his memory. Okay. To create what he called quote like a dream of the book. So Okay, that's an interesting yeah. way to look at an adaptation. Yeah. It's really, 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 really interesting. Now, here's the cast for this movie. Another reason this movie is killer is this is a movie where almost the entire, at least, cast who spends most of the time in front of the camera mm-hmm. is female. The bulk of the cast is female and they Excellent. are on screen for the majority of the time. Who's in this film? All right, this movie stars <laughs> this movie stars Natalie Portman as Lena, right? You know her from Black Swan. From being in literally everything. Yeah, V for Vendetta. Uh, she's in the Star Wars movie. She's yeah, Padme. The prequels. She had the she had Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker's mama. And so, Leia. Yeah. So there you go. She had the tw- <laughs> she had the twinsies. She had the twinsies. Uh, so there you go. She's our star. Our co lead. Okay. Is slash. One of the loves of my life. Okay. Jennifer Jason Lee. Okay. She's Dr. Ventress. 
she is in Hateful Eight. She's in Single White Female. She's in Possessor from, I think, last year. She's in this movie. I love the shit. Out of Jennifer Jason Jason Leigh. Well, all right. Love, 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 love. Okay. And then we get to Tessa Thompson. Josie Raddick is her character name. She's in Creed. She's in Thor Ragnarok. She's like uh, kind of a big deal. Yeah, she's been in everything. Everyone knows who she is, I'd assume. And then we get to, I'm, I'm so sorry because this name is Japanese and I don't want to mess it up, but I feel like I'm going to. I apologize. All right. I am white from Appalachia and I'm trying, y'all. <laughs> I'm trying. So her name is Sonoya Mizuno. Okay. S-O-N-O-Y-A. Mizuno. She plays Katie. She's in, she was in Ex Machina, La La Land. She's in The Maniac to 2018, one that had Jennifer Lawrence that I didn't see that was on Netflix. She's in that, apparently. Okay. So there you go. Sounds terrific. Uh, and then we have Gina Rodriguez, who plays Anya Thorinson. She's in that show Jane the Virgin that you see ads for. All right. Right. Yep. That was a that was a show for quite a while. I, I was not into it. I missed it. But yes, I know of it. Mm-hmm. And then the last of our lady team is <laughs> Tuva... Navatani. Navat. Okay. It's N O V O T N Y. Okay. She's from um, Sweden. I okay. Yeah. She plays Cash Shepherd. She was in Eat, Pray, Love with Julia Roberts. All right. So Definitely will her, recognize her, her face. Thing. So there you go. Uh, the only male actors of note in this are Benedict Wong plays a character named Lomax. He is in Lomax. Doctor Strange and The Martian. Okay. And not. Doctor Strange and The Martian. Like, but, they're separate movies. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> like the Doctor Strange Marvel movie. Okay. He's like his right-hand man. Okay. I think yeah. I know who that is. And then lastly is Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. He plays Kane. That name sounds familiar yeah, as well. it should. <laughs> he's in literally fucking everything. Tell me. He's in Ex Machina. He was in Drive. He's inside. Uh, he's in Inside Llewellyn Davis. He's in the new Star Wars movies. All right. Oh Dameron. Okay. The cool I know who that is. Rebel pilot with the little adorable scarf. Yep. As a matter of fact, so Oscar Isaac was shooting this movie in an adjacent studio lot at the same time he was shooting Star Wars The Last Jedi. And he used the same trailer for both films. And he would often shoot scenes for both movies on the same day. Wow. Like they would, one film would shoot him out in the morning and then he would go back to his trailer. He just had it all timed out. Change and prep and then go to the other lot and shoot scenes for the other movie that afternoon. That's wild. So that was, yeah. That is wild. (laughs) Okay. That's how in demand. If you want to see Prem, Primo, Top of the Pops, sexiest looking Oscar Isaac, in my opinion. Which, yeah, if you I mean, watch the trailer for the new Dune movie, that's it. It's he in plays there. the Duke Atreides, like he plays um, the father. Yeah, yeah, and he's his beard is fucking glorious. <laughs> like he looks amazing in it. I'm really excited. Okay. Oh, Oscar Josh Isaac. is excited. All right, show me a poster, man. So this is the part of the podcast where Josh shows me an original print from the film, and I try to tell you what the plot's going to be about. Good. So luck. the poster. Beautiful pretty, colors. I've, I love uh, the the purple and blues. These are women, army, fear what's inside. So I'm gonna say this is about a female company from like the military that gets separated from their unit and they have to survive. 
and they start going like they start going crazy from the inside. That's what I say. I don't know. Maybe I think maybe you hit some of the keys you miss some wildly. You're it's weird. Yeah, it is what it is. So we'll see. We'll um, find out here after watching it. Where I, can we find it? I own the Blu-ray. Right. So that's a given. Yeah, I enjoyed this. I didn't own Altered States. So no. I I enjoyed this movie. Like I said, it took me a couple, like I think two or three viewings to really love it hmm. as much as I do now. It should be available most places. I want right. to say I think it's on Netflix. Maybe. All right, we'll take a look. Um, I yeah, I'm actually pretty sure it's on Netflix, but. It's worth a view. I my prediction is I think you'll really like this movie. Interesting. So there you go. That's fair. A lot of movies are well, okay. Confusing and enjoyable. All right. It'll be a review. Well let's go watch this then. Join us, won't you? <laughs> Find the doors. Can you describe its form? No. Start from the beginning. What do you think I do when you're away? You think I'm out in the garden, pining, looking up at the sky? (laughs) Why aren't you here? I gotta leave a day early. Your husband's here. extremely ill. You have to tell me where he was, what he was doing. It was his decision to go in. It's something they termed the shimmer. We've sent in drones and teams of people, but nothing comes back. But something has. You're a biologist. You served in the military. If I knew what happened, I could save his life. The boundary's getting bigger. It's expanding. We're talking cities, states. You need to know what's inside. So do I. It's beautiful. Check this out. It's like they're stuck in a continuous mutation. Anything interesting in there? No. Sharks have teeth like that. It's not possible. You can't crossbreed different species. What is it? The soldiers on the last expedition. They went crazy. Or something in here killed them. Something's come through the fence. Through the fence? We have to go back. I can't go back. We can camp here tonight. It's destroying everything. It's not destroying. It's making something new. Welcome back from watching Annihilation. The or if you are my... Uh, movie, Cindy Can't Spell. Yeah, if you are the file that I downloaded is Annihilation. 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 And uh, I am yeah. an English and spelling teacher, folks. Uh, <laughs> I like this movie a lot. It was a really good time. It was different than what I was expecting. I agree. 100%. Um, it wasn't different from what I was expecting. Because you had seen it I had seen it. <laughs> I, I do like this movie. Um, every time I see it, I like it more. It's very good. I love that it was a 100% female-driven cast. Uh, not 100 Well, 
Yeah, actually, aside from her husband. Oscar Isaac. I mean, it, it was all women, including the beloved Jennifer Jason Lee that I always forget how much I love. Such a good actress. And then I see her in something. I'm like, oh, yeah, I love Jennifer Jason Lee. How did I forget about that? So good at everything. Fair, fair. Including, what did you say? She was in season two of Twin Peaks. Yeah, she's in the back of that van, mm-hmm. eating all that junk food with yeah, that southern yeah. accent. That's and not Tim season Roth, two, that's, in, that's season three. three. Yeah. Oh, how did I know that? I'm proud of me. I like My brain went into, like, it made seasons one and two the same season because they were the, quote, original. Mm-hmm. And then three's the well. new. So. Well, we'll talk about more about that on our We Love David Lynch podcast. This one is about Annihilation. And we're going to talk about Natalie Portman and people not following safety protocols that we now know backwards and forwards because of the pandemic. And we also now know because of the pandemic, people willfully don't follow those. I know. So that was the literally the only problem I had. I could not set my stop myself was when they were going into the shimmer. Was it shimmer or glimmer? What do they call shimmer. it? Shimmer. When they were going into it. I was like, they're not wearing hazmat suits. They're not wearing, like, clearly the only person who has come back from this is now having total organ failure. Maybe maybe put on a mask. Maybe put on a gas mask or something, right? Well, they had done, like, air samples, and there was nothing toxic in the air. That doesn't, well, but... They didn't know what was going on. Well, I saw what was going on. I still would have worn a mask. I'm just saying. Well, this is pre. This is most pre- of this country pandemic. disagrees with you. Well, most of the country ain't listening to me complain about him either. <laughs> That's so what, what what happens in this movie, Cindy? Okay, so Annihilation is the story of. I'm going to stick to my guns on this one because Josh and I have talked about this off mic. I'm going to stick to my guns. This is a movie about an alien that crash lands to Earth. Okay. Makes a big old mess. And puts up a barrier to be like, oh, fuck, this is where I messed up. Here's my little boundary. And tries to fix everything in on the inside. And by doing so, kind of screws some shit up and kills some people. <laughs> okay, I'm very interested in that take. Let Thank me read you. you IMDb's real fast and we'll talk about how we view this movie. Yes, which is so, <clears throat> surprisingly different. Yeah, um, IMDb has a biologist husband disappears. She puts her name forward for an expedition into an environmental disaster zone, but does not find what she's expecting. The expedition team is made up of the biologist, an anthropologist, a psychologist, a surveyor, and a linguist. Right. So, I, I don't think... Wait, who was the I, linguist? I don't think they got those titles right, because they were all scientists. Yeah. I don't think they got the jobs right. So One was a paramedic. Mm-hmm. The other uh, plot synopsis is a biologist signs up for a dangerous secret expedition to a mysterious zone where the laws of nature don't apply. Um, and it's not the danger zone, this which is what I wanted it to be about. is really, 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 really hard to describe without telling the plot. Without giving... The entire yeah, plot of the movie. Without, A, giving spoilers, which you know, I mean, duh, that's kind of what this whole podcast thing's about. And without going into too much... Just too much detail, because mm-hmm. there's a lot to unpack here. But let's, it's a good movie. Let's unpack that. Let's unpack it. <laughs> so, so you you thought it was an alien? That not thought. I think present tense, sir. Okay. So you believe correct that it's an alien that crash lands mm-hmm. and then builds a shimmer house. Yeah, kind of like like sets a boundary. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this is my crash zone. I need to clean this up before I get in trouble. So put this in a bubble, 
try and fix it. That's what I think. But then as like animals start moving out and people start trying to come in, like, oh, okay, the boundaries get a little bit bigger. <laughs> hang on, we, hang on. Okay, as long as nobody else moves, nobody else comes in, I don't have to get any larger. You know, that's just kind of how I felt. Maybe that's just the optimist in me. What do you think? That's such a weird take of this movie that I find very interesting. Like, it it's expanding the shimmer globe just out of, like, trying to fix things? Yeah. So, think, okay. Think about it in terms of, like, let's make this into, like, a sporty, fun movie. There's an adolescent alien who gets into a car, a spaceship accident. And is like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. I'm about to get in a lot of trouble. I'm not supposed to be down this way. People don't mess on Earth because humans are crazy. Um, let me, like, in human terms, like, let me throw a blanket over it until I can fix the car. The alien is like, let me throw this shimmer on it. And then, okay, so I crashed. The, let me try and fix it. And so it tries to fix things, but it doesn't understand the difference between... Like, it doesn't understand the coding in our DNA. It just recognizes the DNA. So, like, it fixes and tries to put stuff together. And we end up with tree people and um, rose of corn. <laughs> rose of corn deers. And, um, you know, like, we end up with all this kind of messed up stuff. And they're just like, oh, I think I'm making it worse. And then as humans, like, start coming in to be like, what? Hey, what's going on in here? They're like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Okay, okay, okay. I got to put another blanket on this. Make it a little bit bigger. Okay. Oh, let me fix this. And that's just kind of what happens. And I think that it was kind of redoing their DNA. I do. You know, and that's, but I don't think it was done on purpose. I think it was, you know, trying to fix it. Okay. What do you think? Um, I think that this is very interesting because you're really going to see how... We're different. Very different <laughs> we are as people with my theory. Okay, and go. And how we view the world and how one of us is a little more positive than the other. Okay. <laughs> um, I view this movie... If you look at what Natalie Portman's doing at the beginning of the movie, like not like not cells, yeah, she's looking at the cancer cells and they're talking about how like cancer cells replicate and they spread, and the, our cells break down and we die, mm-hmm. right? And then this thing falls from the sky, Boom. like a comet, and it, it hits like that, that lighthouse, Go ahead. and basically it's. Like a life form, but not like an evolved life form. It's basically just like similar to the color out of space, like love, love yeah. color out of space, where like something is growing and just by its very nature of being on Earth, right? It's changing everything, and it does not oh. give a shit one way or the other. Nah, I think it was trying to be like it's literally cancer. Hmm. It's changing the cells of on its a host, visceral level, which is Earth. It's basically like a form of cancer to the earth hey. that is changing the earth into something different. You know what you just described? By mixing everything. You know what you just described? What? Humanity. That's what humans have done. Humans are a cancer on the earth. We have changed it at its fundamental, right? And we've mixed things up and we've done our kind of our own thing. We fucked it up. So is this just the next step? That another being comes in here and does the same thing to us because what we did to the earth? Well, I, yes and no, because I think that, yes, 
we have fucked the earth up. <laughs> and I think that, yes, this thing is fucking the earth up. But I don't think that this thing that fell from space is has ill intentions, right? It's the just doing what it when does. You get cancer, the cancer's not evil. Oh, I think it is, but that's just me. I mean, it's like the concept of cancer is evil. It's your body turning against itself, right? Right. But it's just cells over-replicating too fast, which yeah. is exactly what's happening here. These cells are changing. I see what you're saying. It's warping everything around it the same way that cancer does to a healthy body. It just warps everything around right. it. Right. Oh, I, I mean, I... And basically, yeah. if you let cancer go too long, it starts to grow like teeth and hair, like tumors do. Did you know that? No. Yeah. They'll grow teeth. And hairs—it's almost like you're growing a second person inside you. Are you sure that you're not thinking about people who do have people who are growing inside them, and like they think that it's a tumor, but it's a you know like a whatever twin? What? Like people who like they were supposed to have been a twin, but they weren't. Like sometimes they'll have a tumor, and it turns out that it has like teeth and hair in it because it was like an embryonic twin that never formed. Oh yeah. Sorry. Dr. Thaddeus Venture. Thaddeus Venture. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, Call um, back. And the thing is, like, I, I think it's so interesting because this movie, to me, is about cancer and it's also about self-destruction because all of the characters, right, are, self-destruct- are self-destructive right. in some way. Even Kane, who, when we first meet him in flashbacks, he's, like, the perfect husband. Yeah. And they're in the perfect relationship. And then they're both, like... He's super self-destructive, mm-hmm. volunteering for these missions, going overseas, doing dumb army shit, getting himself in, like, potential because... kills. And she's, like, banging that dude that she works with. Yeah. Um, Uncomfortable. Everyone's... I think even um, one of the characters even points out to her when they're in the boat, you know, we're all broken people. We're all, mm-hmm. we all are self-destructive. Uh, what was it? Preacher, surgeon. Well, her name was like a like a, na- a job title. Shepherd. Thank you, uh, Shepherd. I've never met a human whose name was Preacher, or what was the other one? I've Doctor. No, Surgeon. Surgeon. You've never heard anybody's last names are like Preacher or Surgeon. Really? I, I guess where I'm a teacher, I hear a lot. Like, I, so many names maybe, come through my roster. Maybe Surgeon. Maybe. Yeah. But I've heard. Both. I don't think I've ever heard someone's last name being Preacher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Not that I can think of. But, so self-destruction and echoes, right? The idea of right doppelgangers and, like, the whole movie, spoiler alert, ends with Natalie Portman. Everyone, essentially, except for Jennifer, Jason Lee, and mm-hmm. Natalie Portman die in some way. Yeah. On their way there. Correct. Or are altered. Which, I want to point out, when I was talking about it being... Like it not caring, right? Right. It's not evil. It's not good. It's it just nothing. Exists. So it's also not aggressive. Nope. So the, that's why I didn't um, get that vibe. All the organic life forms, which are not aggressive, so the plants, the animals, the peaceful people, become symbiotic with the alien life form. Tessa Thompson turns into one of those trees. She, yeah, she she chooses that life. And yeah. They're basically the peaceful plants, animals, and people are assimilated. And the other side of it, the They're aggressive, destroyed. self-destructing people are annihilated. The army people, the ones that have come before. The yeah. guys. I thought... Jennifer Jason Lee, Because she goes there with cancer, essentially oh, yeah. to give it cancer. Right. And try to kill it. And then it 
uses her as a host to, to create, create life the next. I was really thinking this movie would end with Natalie Portman, you know, because it, it's all kind of told in a series of flashbacks. Um, finding out she was pregnant. That's what I thought. Yeah, I think that is kind of what happened. Well, yeah. I mean, the ending where they're both not who they're supposed to be sort of a thing. But I thought, like, while she was answering the questions, like, they would wrap up with, how, did you know you were pregnant before you left? And her just, what? You know, or, like, oh. And, like, that would be an interesting kind of a doo-doo-doo-doo ending. I can write that maybe. movie. Yeah, Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I think that the ending, the proper ending of, he's definitely not Kane. Correct. And I don't, and she is, is she not. Lena? Yeah. Because when she hugs, her eyes are all shimmery like his. But is, is she her? How much is she her? I think that she is the replicant or whatever we're calling it. But are they replicants? Because they're not really doppelgangers in the sense of like. They're say, just something new. They're. We don't have a word for what they are. I they're guess. basically like a, a human body. Mm-hmm. with all of the shimmer and all of the people that were in the shimmer inside them. Like, I think yes. he's a combination of that alien mm-hmm. life form and all of his comrades. Because right. he didn't know who he was. And she has that tattoo and he recognized her face because from the picture. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. So I think that's very interesting. And I think it's also interesting that there's not an actual alien in this movie. Right. Until... When the guys go in, they all go crazy and kill each other. Yep. Right? And then the animal, the wildlife attacks them and all that stuff. We don't actually see an alien or a, like, a, the personification of this force that's making this happen until the women go in. Right. And one of them births it in a way. Right? Yes. Like, very much so. It becomes part of Jennifer Jason Lee, and then basically turns her inside out. And we see it almost like a micro, like, like a small universe where it's got everything. Yes. And then it draws the one bit of blood from Natalie Portman and creates her doppelganger. It's new life. So new life isn't made from the men. It's made from the women. It's made from the women. Hmm. And they didn't need a guy at all. That's the dream. So there you go. I just thought that was interesting. I thought the whole movie was in. It was interesting. Yeah. That was a fascinating idea. It was a yeah. neat story. Is there any... Oh, well, I was going to say that Ventress, the J- Jennifer Jason Lee character, and Danielle Porter's character are kind of two sides of the same I was point, just going to say that. Which is interesting that both of them would be like the impetus for the birth of this new life. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Jason Lee's dark, where Natalie Portman's more mm-hmm. light Very, at times. Yes. You know, one is... Cold science of nature yeah. and cells. The other one, science of the mind. Right. Uh, one is very not cold, but just you know, a distinct, a sharp contrast mm-hmm. one, uh, to the other for sure. One is studying cervical cancer, and the other one has it. Oh, wait, that's another layer. Yeah. So I thought that was very interesting. I don't. There's a lot of stuff in this movie that I just found like super, like super it, interesting. It's another parfait. Yeah. This movie is. Kind of, I know it's based on that book, but it definitely, I'm not going to say trilogy, that book yeah. is like pulled from these sources, but there's definitely, I noticed these three movies or books. So there's a movie Stalker by Andrei Tarkovsky, which is, this took a lot from, right? The idea of like traveling across like a zone that's been aliened 
and it's crazy and different. Mm -hmm. That's definitely from Stalker. And Stalker came out in like 79, I think. All right. Uh, And then there's also, obviously, Colorado Space, you know, where it falls from the sky uh, and alters the land around the farm. We watched yeah, we watched Cage, it the maybe. Nicholas Cage. It was two months ago. Uh, and then there's a book called The Crystal World by J.G. Ballard, mm-hmm. where a physician travels across Africa as its inhabitants and the plants and trees begin to crystallize. And that's what we saw on the beach which in this movie. reminded me at the end. Yeah. So I do like this movie. It was a very good movie. I liked it a lot. A couple, you were asking about trivia, a couple of quick things. Yeah, what we got? So... Due to poor test screenings, could you imagine that? Could you imagine this movie wouldn't test well? Yeah, I mean, in in a, in a traditional testing environment, I can see how it wouldn't do well, just because they just nabbed like a room full of random people from yeah. Sherman Oaks on like a Thursday night, exactly, and watch this movie, and they were like, "I don't understand." I don't it. understand these women. I don't <laughs> understand the layers and the nuance. <laughs> so this movie, um, because of its poor test screenings. The Paramount executives felt that the film was, quote, too intellectual and too complicated. And they wanted to change the ending completely and reshoot some scenes with Natalie Portman to make her more sympathetic. And she refused, I she hope, soundly was like, yeah, fuck no. No option. Oh. Here's the thing I'm going to say one nice thing about a walking pile of garbage and a monster, and then I'm going to talk about why that person's a monster. So the the producer on the movie who had final cut was Scott Rudin. Okay. He refused to make those cuts. Scott Rudin. You should know that name. If you don't, get used to it because he's about to be real famous because Scott Rudin is the next Harvey Weinstein. Oh, fuck. Um, to my knowledge, I'm not going to say that um, Scott Rudin is a pervy perv because i don't know i I, we can look it up and we go in depth i'm sure there might be something i'm not going to go on record saying he's ever done anything untoward towards a woman however however there it is he has sent his assistants to the hospital he is uh, an angry angry man who often punches (gasps) and hits and slams and throws things at his assistants and people in his office, and they have had to go to the hospital for it. Holy shit! Um, Scott Rudin is the type of horrible fucking monster that the Hollywood system, which always Creates. turns out these like crazy like liberal movies, and they're like we're so liberal, look at us, but yet they have a Scott Rudin, and then they don't oust him. Oh like, he's man! He's still Scott Rudin is still yeah. out there, still making movies. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, it's okay. kind of all came to light. I recently saw it's someone just a job, published man. a gigantic article of all of these things of... Here are the reasons Scott Rudin's an asshole. Well, it's all these stories that people have told. Apparently, like, one guy got fi- one guy got fired 10 minutes before his actual shift began on his first day. Oh, um, why is that? Because he, he was told by the guy who ran the assistants... Um, Scott wants you here like 15 minutes early and just in case the phone rings and all you have to do is say Scott Rudin's office and take a message. Well, the guy, the guy was new and this is so petty, but kind of like a palatable story about Scott Rudin compared to some of the other things he's done. So 10 minutes before his shift starts, 
phone rings. Guy picks it up mm-hmm. and he says, um, Scott Rubin's office. Oh, how dare you? And Scott Rubin said, you're fucking fired. And he went, excuse me, and he said, this is Scott Rudin. I'm not Scott Rubin. You're fucking fired. Oh. And fired him. Okay. So. That's a normal thing. Yeah. Well. Uh, he is notorious for, like, his assistant said that they would, they knew the restaurants he orders from. Uh-huh. Like, on certain days. So they will, like, buy five or six sandwiches and hide them. So whenever he's like, I want this. They just pull it out and they're like, here. And he's like, you guys are great. Because if they don't, he is Demands a it. fucking monster. Yeah. <sighs> Scott Rudin. Okay. So I didn't want to I didn't want to go on record as being like, Scott Rudin did something cool. Because he did protect this movie and the vision of the director. But he is However, so a trash person. That's awful. He's pretty fucking horrible at being a human being. That's and so crazy. Even worse at being like a person a in power. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So there you go. Um, well, that's awful. Wanted to throw in my piece about Scott Rudin. Thank you. Fuck him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuck that dude. And also super into like Broadway. So there you go. So before people are like, oh, movies, oh, movies, it's Broadway too. So, and he's also, I think, got a toe in the music industry. So it's Scott Rudin. He's a fucking monster. Don't like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Francis McDormand. Who is the opposite of Scott Rudin? Good person. Yep. She was almost cast as Dr. Ventress. I can see that. That's who uh, I immediately thought of when I heard her name. I went, I didn't uh, think she was going to be. And the snake tattoo you mentioned is on is Lena's this... forearm. Yeah. It's not there when she enters the shimmer. It's on um, Gina the Rodriguez's arm. Yeah. And it's on the body of the soldier who's against the wall and all the. Yep. Oh, I didn't notice mm-hmm. it on him. I did notice it change from. Gina Rodriguez's character to Natalie Portman's. Mm-hmm. I, I noted that. Um, the tattoo is a snake eating itself. Yeah, which, it's a uh, figure eight. Yep. It ties into the film's theme of self-destruction. Nice, yeah. So, Very nicely. There you go. This movie. I enjoyed it. I did too. But how well did you like it compared to our other movies this month? <laughs> Here we go. All right. So this month we have seen, let me get out my paperwork. Uh, We've done, uh, let's see, we started with Possession. Yes. And then Event Horizon, right? Uh, Was Altered States next or Underwater? Altered States. No. Yeah, Altered States, then Underwater, then this one. Okay, so here we go. Should I start with five or should I start with one? What's my number one or what's my number five? Uh, um, I personally, and I don't know if other people care about this as much as I do, I'm always a start at five and go to one person. Okay. Start at four and go to one person. Well, they're five weeks in May, dear. I'm just saying like in general, there's usually four. Got it. All right. Number five. Can you guess? Regular listeners can. My student teacher knows. Yeah? It's possession. Oh. Okay. (laughs) Why, why did you slot that at your number five spot? I don't know, Josh. Why would I put that like that when I could be dancing around the hallway like I'm in the movie Possession? Sorry. I didn't like the movie Possession. I know you love it. It's a work of art. Uh, number five for me? Yeah? Altered States. Interesting. So you did you. not like the William Hurt character. No, I mean, I, I liked all of them. That's the thing. Oh. Like, very rarely have we watched a movie where I, after the fact I've been like, eh. mm, I've, had, I've had a few. Number four for me is Underwater because 
Fuck Kristen Stewart. Um, number four for me was also underwater. I enjoy it greatly. I think it's the one that is the most rewatchable. I agree. Of this month. I agree. Yes. <laughs> Let's. I will give fair. I will give credit where credit's due. It moves like it. It. It definitely is a movie that moves, but it also doesn't really stay with you. Nope. Right. Like. Almost forgot it myself. Number three. Oh no! What was yours? What was your four? No, oh, underwater as well. Number three. For number th- me, for, for number me, for three, for number me, <laughs> Altered States. Okay, interesting. I liked that movie. I think it had a, had a good plot and I could dance to it. Had Bob Balaband in his beard. Bob Balaband. That's uh, like saying Bob Balaband. I do. Number three for you? Uh, it's going to have to be Event Horizon. Okay. I enjoy I that Event Horizon. Oh, wait, I know why. I enjoy Event Horizon. But there's two movies that I absolutely love. Number two for me is Event Horizon. Ooh. I liked Event Horizon. I know you did. I was pleasantly surprised by that. I would recommend Event Horizon to other people and I would rewatch it. Yeah. Uh, And what was your number two? Annihilation. Uh, Okay. I honestly, like if you'd had me put these in order... Before we rewatch them, I would probably have put this at three or four. Interesting. But rewatching it kind of really like every time I said every time I rewatch this movie, I like it more. How many times have you seen it? Uh, three times. Three, yeah. Three. And then number one for me is Annihilation. Nation. Oh. I wonder what could be number one for Josh. Is it the movie that he has like a seventy dollar box set of? It's not even a box set. It's literally just the Blu-ray. And it's. And it was fifty dollars. And it's. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, possession. my number one is Possession. Yeah, I is. will go to bat for Possession as being, and he did batshit crazy, and I love it. Um, I do not. I don't know. It, it's a movie where I don't even know how to classify it. No, it's according to the creators. It's like, what is it, an allegory, and it's all supposed to be metaphorical and stand for other things. And... No, I mean, yeah, but yes, no, but like everything we discussed in the episode are fan theories because. They never talked about the making of this movie because or what it, it meant. fucked them up. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm just gonna say, yeah, Possession is a movie that while I love it, mm-hmm. I totally understand when people are like, nope. Yeah, we <laughs> like, didn't, it wasn't something we even nope. really discussed too too much, even on the episode. It was just the re. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those movies too where I don't even feel comfortable like. Telling people they should watch it. Yeah, like it's a like, very different kind of a movie. So Possession, should I watch it? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, you'll either love it or you'll fucking hate it. So, tell me, are we going to have another month of Lovecraft? What are we doing in June? Because we've done Lovecraft a lot. We have, and it's Father's Day month. So, we're going to segue into some horror movie fathers. Okay. So, we're going we're gonna to throw it out there. I know... Historically, we've, I think this is the first year we've not done Mother's Day. And I don't <laughs> Thank know you. if we've ever really done a Father's Day specific thing. I think we have when we did well, Stepfather. We stepfather and or not, but we're going to, we're going to get into Father's Day, but we're going to get into like proper horror dads. Okay. So what are we doing next week? Uh, next week we are time traveling. Scary dads. Back. Not scary dads. Horror, horror. dads. Dads. Great dads of horror. Okay. Who do we got? We are going to visit Dr. Frankenstein in 1931. <laughs> Frankenstein. Okay, because I was about to go. I've probably seen it. No, I have not seen the... Is that that's the very first one? 
I have uh, not seen the very first It's actually one. not the very first Frankenstein. There's an Edison Frankenstein that's like a silent film from like 1911 or some shit like that. We will not be watching that. All right. Uh, even though I think it's been recently restored. That's not the one for us. Um, eh, on Edison as a human being. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll save that for uh, next time. All right. Well then. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait, what we got? Um, this movie, Annihilation. Yeah, Annihilation. Um, I know you would watch it again. I would, yes. But would you watch it again with your children? I would I would recommend this for yes, I think the kids would like it. I don't know. This might be a, a horror movie to the eleven year old. Love the screaming bear. <laughs> okay. Which is my favorite part of the movie. Okay, so no, maybe not with the eleven year old. With the fifteen year old, yes. Oh, I'm sorry, Cindy, did you forget that there's a bear with a skull face that makes a woman screaming sound when it opens its mouth yeah forgot about that thank you for bringing that back to the forefront i will i so i would wear okay so this is what i would call this is not pg this is a pg 13 a pg 15 i'd watch it with a 15 year old and up however i it's also what i call pgu 70 which means i will not watch it with anyone over 70 you have to be under 70 to watch this I think there are certain elements that are really confusing and would need a lot of explanation. If you talk or kind of look at your phone, you miss really key pieces. I think the only movie we watch this month that you can really get by with watching with a annoyed teenager who's going to play on their phone the entire time is probably underwater. Yeah. Right? Because they can look up and be like, oh, And it, it's fast, and it, it goes quick. It gets their attention real fast. It's, it's, it's a movie designed for his generation, yeah. so I get it. This movie demands your attention. And if you don't give it, you're not going to understand what the fuck is going on. You will give all your attention to it, and you may not still. <laughs> still what the fuck not. Is going well, on. I mean, we both gave it the full attention and came back with very different thoughts. And but I, that's kind of the point of the podcast, I, I isn't think, it? I also think that's the sign of a really good movie. Mm, yeah, and a really good podcast, if I do say so myself. Uh, well, I'll let you say that. Thank you. <laughs> all right, guys. If you agree, rate and review, like and share. We appreciate it. But, uh, yeah, join us next week for the original Frankenstein. (laughs) Join us, won't you? Mind the doors. Bye.